पॉडकास्ट इज बॉट यू इन एसोसिएशन विद पेंगुइन इंडिया हेलो एंड वेलकम बैक टू येट अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द किताबी कारवान पॉडकास्ट टुडे आई हैव विद मी अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग गेस्ट आई हैव विद मी किया शेयर हुज रिटन अ इंटरेस्टिंग बुक टाइटल फॉरगिवनेस इज अ चॉइस एंड इट डील्स विद द प्रोसेस ऑफ हर इम्बाइबिंग फॉरगिवनेस इन हर लाइफ after a very tragic event as the blurb of the book would tell you and when you read the book as well kia lost her husband and her teenage daughter in 2008 today would have been her daughter's birthday without giving anything away i would drive right into the interview welcome kia welcome to the kitabi karwan podcast uh, um, although all of my listeners have already gotten an introduction of you in the voice over at the beginning uh i have a typical question which i ask almost all authors when they uh, join the podcast which is um well your book blurb gives us a really good insight into who you are and you know a very big basic from where you are where you come from as a person but uh i always believe people have a side to them which they kind of keep away from the public for various reasons right it might be <laughs> i don't know maybe privacy maybe maybe you just don't want to share that side with everyone else but um, maybe maybe could you share like one insight with you maybe of you as an author uh, maybe that the world doesn't really know as of now which you can share with us sure um i i'll have to okay just with total transparency and honesty i am probably one of the most reluctant writers there is sorry and i mastered the art of procrastination <laughs> it's an art <laughs> and we become very creative about ways yeah. to procrastinate but i learned a lot from that also um i learned to just continue to write anyway right. um because i feel for writers i mean i can only speak for myself but i know from also speaking sharing with other writers the greatest one of our greatest devils you know besides being in the details is um doubt self doubt and not valuing what's actually coming through because we have to be willing to just write and not edit as we go along right so i was way too self critical reluctant in many ways for various reasons it was a healing process so yeah. what you read in the book and what came out even though the book is not that long yeah. it's not that long but that was intentional because people have short attention spans for one thing but i decided to treat it like a painting and even though i was feeling a lot would come up and sadness grief some upheavals around various things i thought even if i only write a few words today that's enough we could just keep going because the process was delayed because of the pandemic anyway so for me that was a blessing in the writing process but so i'd say okay some days i only wrote two sentences oh. but it was important that those sentences did not come from my mind they came from my heart i had to get into a meditative space which is just simply a quiet space I had to allow for the quiet and stillness and and write without you know just let that flow 
because then it would come from a deeper place. So I'm just talking as if I'm actually speaking to you and sharing to you personally. And I'm just going to share that without any other agenda. I have nothing to teach you. I have so much more to learn. And I learned through the writing, actually. And I'm just sharing what I learned. But I was reluctant. I procrastinated. I cried. I cried a lot. I laughed at myself. So it was one of the most powerful spiritual practices ever. It was transformational because of all that. I got to see my own little bad habits and shadow sides, we could say, in the process. Uh, I mean, I can imagine how turbulent this entire writing process would have been. I mean, it was documenting one of the most, I, I would imagine, something that's impacted you majorly, right? And just right, just coming to the same incident, and it's something you mentioned at the beginning of your book when you just talk about uh, when you first found out and uh, when your family gathered, and one of the first things that you said was something about forgiveness. So I'm quite curious about how that very emotion came through. I mean, because as yes. much as your bo book talks a lot about it and it is something very healing and something very uh, immersive for all of us to ponder over. I, I mean, I can imagine it was no mean feat to have forgiveness as the first emotion come through you. Where, can, can you uh, just take us through that? I mean, how, how, how did that emerge? I mean, what, I mean, could you just give us some more details into what your thought process was at that point of time? Sure. The um, Now, I think it's important to understand that that was simply a, uh, an inner, that inner voice spoke to me, whatever mm. name we want to give that. We'll just call it the inner voice. We all have that. Right. But, um, and that was the message I got. Forgive them. They know not what they do. Did I forgive in that moment? I was in too much shock to and, and so forgiveness was, that was like a drop that went in and it was just, okay. What, what I immediately saw was there's already too much hate. We must send love. And that's all I knew. There was a ray of peace. That did not mean they shouldn't be arrested, tried, convicted, all that. It doesn't mean any of that. But it was what's going on within me. Am I going to choose hate, anger, revenge, or, or am I going to choose love? It was just that decision of I'm choosing love. Do I know what that means or how that will play out? No, of course not. I'm still exploring that and getting more insights. 13 years later, it's, it's a process. But I said yes to that step because to me, I could continue to be loving, to live with love, and, and love, I think, um, if, if that's guiding the way, love is so big, we don't even, I mean, how can you even define that? I couldn't define that to you. I think it's a, a process of life, living life itself. We will find out about love. So I said, yes, okay, now I'm going to go on that journey. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. It does. I mean, I, I can particularly the bit about, you know, forgiveness being a drop in those emotions. I mean, that that kind of just make. So, I mean, I whenever that's something that I always deal with when it comes to reading books, which talk about, I mean, I, I wouldn't really call your book 
a self-help book as much as a book that talks about one of the most important things that we need to imbibe in life. But yeah. whenever we talk about something as abstract as forgiveness, right? Because it, it it's a very simple concept, but when you delve into it, that's right. the 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 breadth and depth of it is vast. But yes. the point I was trying to make was that it's always much much better to know that the author is a more humane person at the end of it that you i mean the fact that you acknowledge there was just one of the many emotions that you felt and not the sole emotion is something that makes your book far more appealing to me as a reader than you know just someone coming out and saying that well you know i could forgive them from the word go because that kind of helps me associate more with you as an author simply because i can see myself being in a similar stage or in a similar response state okay. but so kia i wanted i wanted to ask you was um so what made you write this book in the first place i mean i mean there could have been much many different mediums as to how you could have spoken about this very trauma or what came out of it for you right i mean and you it you clearly have you've been a speaker and you know you've uh, used online forums and everything else but why a book was was there any particular reason behind it why uh, converting it yeah. to your know, experiences into a book in sense yes um it was basically an invitation by penguin random house from milly ashwarya to send in a book proposal and that came about because of a mutual um friend ragesh ruri lumba who i met in india at the gateway of india when she performed a beautiful song at a peace event we held on one of the anniversaries i think it was the 6th one and rageshri happened to be, ended up marrying a british indian indian british british indian um barrister and was living in london and i think i must have put something on my facebook page that i was in london so she immediately messaged me and said i'm now in london let's meet for coffee i thought what fun great and i was with a nice walk to her place i we went met in uh, chelsea amazing place um and as we were talking she brought forth you need to write the book you know and i really wanted to get out of it i'd been trying to get out of writing a book for a long time a lot of people said right i did not want to write a memoir um i felt the story was told already it was out on the airwaves i had shared the story i thought that's done i've shared my response it's done i don't in um so i didn't feel the need to but yet it was still coming up and i thought my goodness i thought okay fine introduce me to milly at penguin wow okay and then and milly actually responded directly and i thought okay now i can't get out of it <laughs> it's going to have to happen so that's when i i went full in and i committed to it and um i wasn't sure how i was going to go about it but i think that was a important lesson i learned is that commitment once you commit to something really really commit it has to come from a deep level and then trust <laughs> then right. you trust that now you've committed the path will unfold you'll know what to do just take it step by step and i realized i'm not going to sit down and write this in 2 months or 3 mm -hmm. months but i'm going to take the first step 
And I did that. I sent a proposal. I created an outline. It came to me, what would be the simplest way? What would be beneficial? I didn't want it to be all about me, but I can share what I've learned, I suppose, and then examples of stories that took place in India of people I met that exemplified some of the lessons that I learned. And that's how that came about. Well, that, that's quite an interesting story as to how the book <laughs> was born, because, um, I mean, yeah, it, it's, I'm, I'm always curious about how books are born in authors' uh, minds <laughs> and, in, and, and in reality. But yeah, you, uh, I'm glad you mentioned stories of people you met here as well, because my next question is actually a two-parter, where okay. the first question where I want to ask you is, well, you know, you've, you've spoken about forgiveness from in like, uh, if I'm not wrong, 40 different persons, like, I mean, 40 ways of different ways of forgiving. I mean, talking about different things such as love and, uh, and stuff like that. But what I actually was really curious about was, you do speak about this as well, that about how forgiveness is a journey as well, right? I mean, it starts off from that drop of an emotion. Where, what was the most difficult part of this journey for you, where you almost came close to like, you know, maybe just not going down this path? Was there anything or any incident or any particular moment that you remember and, you know, what got you through that particular uh, obstacle? And uh, my second question is, uh, I mean, when you were in, you mean you, you've been to India, I'm assuming often and have interacted with a lot of people. I, I, you stayed in Mumbai for a while. What was your uh, takeaway about people in general here, what, particularly with regard to what we're talking about, forgiveness? Because uh the reason i ask this is because uh even without going into details ever since this millennium has started india's uh become a more polarized society regardless of political affiliations and who's doing what and i believe forgiveness is a process which is deeply helpful to indian society so as someone who's witnessed it first from an outside perspective and then come here lived with us experienced Indian culture and society. What is your take on how Indians view forgiveness? I think that um, most of us, not just Indians, I think there's a misunderstanding about what forgiveness actually is because I could see even from the first visit and then subsequent visits, especially around the time of the anniversary, I saw what was coming out in the newspapers and the headlines. I felt the moral outrage, the anger. Um, it, it's, it's, it's really an unforgivable act, basically. And the more details that came out, who was involved, where money came from, where money was paid, I mean, there were a lot of factors there that include, even though it wasn't with knowledge or intention, included the United States. Um, because money's given to Pakistan, you know, we know, of, we know about some of those things of how it all made its way to the, the terrorist group. So grappling with that, and then I was there, um, paper newspaper was delivered to my room. Um, I was in, in the Trident, which was also attacked. And I got the news, a puppet, you know, hangs on a string. 
That was the headline. And we know what that was. Ajmal Kassab was hanged. And no one knew it was coming. It was like it had to happen in secret for various reasons. And then boom. And I just, I just, I just kind of, it, it created another wave, you know, of release and grief and conflicting feelings about all of that. I knew that that was the only way it could have resolved in India. So I have no issue with that, that is actions have consequences, that that is the thing. And I really felt a lot of deep compassion for the people of India. I mean, there was a, a on many levels, this attack affected people. And the longer I spent in Mumbai, I could see that, wow, this went really deep. This was, they considered an act of war for one thing, and which is a long standing history. So I saw that polarization there. Um, and so I could, under, I didn't really talk, I was not preaching forgiveness. I had no agenda to preach forgiveness. That's not why I went to India actually at all. I went there because I felt, let's focus on the unity that exists among us and the fact that we all share this life. We all share life, we could agree. And this life, the fact that we're even alive is sacred. Wow, it's a miracle. So can we join together around that? Because that is something we have in common. We're breathing, our hearts are beating, it doesn't matter our beliefs, our, the color of our skin, our beliefs, what country we're from, what political beliefs we were have, what religion we grew up in. That doesn't matter. We're humans. And I wanted to, let's, can we unite around that? And if that forms the basis, then maybe we can find a way toward resolving differences, conflicts, living together without killing each other, certainly without terrorist attacks. That's the extreme. So it, I know that that is utopian, naive in a way, but are there some people who would like to join in? And the answer was yes. Mr. Oberoi said, yes, you will sponsor you. We'll provide accommodations. He provided accommodations for all that time, over a thousand nights. I ended up staying over six years. And then when I brought it up to having an event to invite some people in Mumbai to join on the second anniversary, the Trident Hotel said, yes, we will host it. They hosted it. And we, I mean, I didn't know how to create events. So that was kind of a, a miracle, like 400 and people showed up just from, and we had no money to advertise or anything but it was just through word of mouth and various things and reaching out to different groups and people said oh okay St. Andrews College we'll send 50 students and our choir we'll sing at your it was like amazing so we really did get a lot of support to share a message I had leaders from each of I know there's many religions in India but the major ones we had some speakers just to say what does the sacredness of life mean to you and what's your message very short so we had all that and that's really what it was all about now forgiveness was the bridge that got us to be for me that opened the path to that so forgiveness it's not um an emotion it really has nothing to do with a terrorist i'll never meet the terrorist i eventually saw the photos of all of the terrorists who were killed, which was quite gruesome. But I, I forced myself to look at that. 
because, oh, these were human beings that did that. And then look what happened to them. Wow, you know, can we prevent such things? How would we do that? Step by step, person by person. And that's the reason I went. And I got so many, yes, I'm in. Count me in. Let me introduce you to this one. You should meet this one. Here, speak at our school. So that's why I kept coming back. Oh, can you come and speak? Could you talk to our students? I was asked to speak about forgiveness and how to create peace. So, wow, what a great honor. And that showed me, wow, that this is who Mumbai is. Wow, this is amazing. And some students in Delhi also, we did an amazing thing. But I am in awe of Mumbai and its people. I will say that in absolute awe. I'll, I'll take that compliment because I am from Mumbai as well. But I sort of get what you mean. Um, I think, uh, and, and I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just something that is my opinion. I don't know if everyone shares it, but I do know a lot of people who agree on it. And it just got a little bit validated from you. But Mumbai as a city is has a very unique way of looking at life and the way people are with you. Uh, I mean, you would have, you'd be in a room full of, I don't know, like a room meant for 100 people, there would be 500 people crowded in, you'd still have your privacy, but you, no one will stop to give, uh, would, to care about what you're doing. But the moment you, you know, and everyone would be in a hurry at the stations and oh, it's super crowded place and no one would yep. really care about what you're doing. But the moment you ask for help or you pause or, you know, and have a conversation, it's, it. I don't know. I don't know if it's the city that changes the person or the person who's making the city, but either way, it, it, it just, it's uh, almost a miraculous it's, conversation, which I probably haven't had with anyone across India. It's, it's just different. It's, it's amazing. And I have witnessed it, especially around train stations at uh, Churchgate yeah. train station. I witnessed it and I've experienced it myself, not only from just sharing with while I was there and all the help that was offered to me. Amazing. But even people who had no idea i'm just this Amer i'm just this american woman i get out and i was in an area where i really wasn't sure where to go you know how there's a lot of it's yeah. and do you need some help um and, and they would give me directions or whatever oh and one time crossing you know how it is to cross the street <laughs> you take your life in your hands it doesn't matter <laughs> if the light is red or green and you you're given the signal that it's okay to cross well, not necessarily, <laughs> but, but there I was kind of hesitating. And there was this young man, probably about your age and his girlfriend right next to me. And we were crossing, you know, to get across to Marine Drive and we were given the signal, but I was, I, I could see that some cars, uh, anyway, he grabbed my hand and we went across together. I didn't re grab his hand. He just he knew I was there and I was hesitating and grabbed my hand. Let's go. Boom. We had to run. <laughs> we ran across four lanes together because we knew if we didn't run, forget about it. <laughs> it was so funny, but it was like, and then they just wave and go on their way. I'll never see them again, but that's the sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can completely, you know, imagine that situation because that's happened for like so many of us i mean maybe it's some a foreigner or maybe an older person or something or, yeah. and it, it, in fact i have a very weird anecdote from 
my childhood when i think when i started watching uh, english movies or you know television shows for the first time i think uh, the term jaywalking was an alien concept <laughs> to me and i, I remember uh, asking Absolutely. my parents about it who are who were educated in english but obviously weren't familiar with the term themselves and we didn't have google or anything back then so i had to look <laughs> it up in the dictionary it's so good and when i figured out okay okay this is something that happens <laughs> in other countries but in other countries exactly yeah. i i actually i will i will confess years and years ago mm-hmm. i was in my 20s in washington dc i took a risk in Jay walked and I got a ticket. Oh, wow. <laughs> I actually got a ticket. Oh, I had wow. to pay. I don't remember how it wasn't, you know, it's I think it was only five dollars, but still I got a ticket for jaywalking. I couldn't believe it. So yeah, I never that, jaywalked after that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I can't imagine getting a ticket here in Bombay for <laughs> no way jaywalking. <laughs> no way, but, no way. But uh okay, I'll just take a step back and you know come back to what you were talking about about forgiveness and you know you know what the, this entire conversation that we had about mumbai i think uh personally for me that's one of those things that enables forgiveness you know about yes right about the spirit of people and the ability to kind of step back and view human beings for who they are rather than what they did i mean their actions do have consequences as you mentioned but yeah. the ability to examine people and see how you know the ability to see good in people or the ability right. to to realize that maybe perhaps the best way for us as human beings to move forward in life is to embrace love and forgiveness for that matter now is- if as you're saying that i was thinking can you imagine although it might be hard to but just imagine let's just use ashmal kasab as an example because we know what he looks like everyone knows imagine him as a young child Was he thinking, oh, I'm going to grow up to be a terrorist. I'm going to the train station in Mumbai. I'm going to mow them all down with my AK-47. No. You think he was just wanting to have fun and play and get treats and, and all that and maybe a hug from his mom? What happened? What if whatever, whatever it was, we don't know details, what poverty, whatever, the, the culture, who knows? What if... He grew up, what if that same young man, somehow his family migrated, immigrated to India? What if he grew up in Mumbai? Or what if he just grew up in a different situation? Maybe his father was well-employed and all of that. He got education. And maybe he would have been just like the young man who grabbed the hand of a foreign woman and ran across the street with her. He could have done that. See, that's what breaks my heart. that's where compassion comes in to me i'm forgiving that's what the forgiveness comes in because i'm forgiving what happened you know what prevented him you know that he i'm that his disregard somehow he got disconnected from life from himself from other human beings that's what i have compassion for not the act I don't, you know, the act is unforgivable. You don't justify that. Nothing will ever justify that. Nothing. But still, what about that human being? Whoa. I do I feel sorry for him, you know. He lost yeah. it. Lost. Yeah. Well, 
Well, Kia, uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time. So I'll be heading towards oh. the last two questions of uh, that okay. I should probably ask you. But uh, the first question that I have is probably like, I know, uh, your book was very evocative in terms of what it made me feel and oh. things that it made me think of. But um, if I could ask you or for like for my readers, if if there are three things that you could tell them, which could, you know, enable them to walk on a path of forgiveness or to be able to better practice it in their life what would those three, okay. three things be from oh, gosh from the way you've realized it well the first thing that comes to me is first of all open just stay open because unforgiveness closes us up so a i would say it's first with a willingness willingness to stay open and then once you're open forgiveness then allows you to step forward. Willingness, openness, forgiveness will move you forward. And then, and, and you're, because you're choosing love. So willingness, openness to love, heart, and stay in the heart. And then it will guide you. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. So forgive yourself. I think actually that's really important. Start with the self. Mm-hmm. Start with the self because that I went through a lot of that writing the book was self forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Start with the self, extend to others, and then across the world. Well, okay. Uh, thank you for that, Kia. And probably my last question to you um, is: now that you've come up with this book, what's what's next for you? I mean, uh, what's next on your journey <laughs> right now? Is is are you planning on writing another book? at all did this was That's this ever a part of your uh, i know life goals or like you know bucket no. list maybe in any way uh being <laughs> Although, a writer yeah, or it wasn't but even the, yeah i will tell you at christmas time i um i was staying with my son in miami and he he just you know how anyway he just he's probably about your age he looked at me he just said you've got to write another book and i went oh he goes, you have to write another book. It has to be about empowerment because you're finally getting it together. <laughs> He's <laughs> telling his mom, you got to write about empowerment. Now, that's also a really big topic. What does that mean? So I'll explore that. Yeah, that that's that sounds like a very interesting idea. And I can't, I mean, I think it'll be a very interesting take coming from you on that. But, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think I really hope that you go through with the process and end up writing another book. Okay, I appreciate your encouragement. So I do appreciate that. And I do appreciate your thoughtful, insightful questions and comments. Thank you so much, Kia, for coming on this podcast. It was genuinely heartwarming to have you and have this conversation. Good. And I'm pretty sure my listeners would agree with that as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Good. Oh, thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check us out on all our social media platforms. We are available across all podcasting platforms on YouTube, on Instagram. You can find us at the rate Kitabi Karwan on Instagram or just search Kitabi Karwan on Google or a platform of your choice and you'll find us. We carry out Instagram lives, giveaways. We talk about books. We talk to bibliophiles, talk to authors and basically try and create a reader's world through all of our platforms. Do check us out and Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Thank you.